my Force-sensitive friends to the 53rd ever full episode of Holy Star Wars. I'm Jason, and as always, be sure to join in the conversation before, during, and after the show via email at holystarwars at gmail.com, and on Twitter at holy underscore star underscore wars. This week, we're doing some Clone Wars once more with Season 1, Episodes 13 and 14, Jedi Crash and Defenders of Peace. Our myth this week comes from the Quileot people, a native tribe from what is now Western Washington. We'll be sharing their myth of the giant elk skin. We'll be taking this all on through the theme of reliance. We all rely on others for things. And you know what? That's a good and normal thing to do. There's simply some things we are incapable of doing totally on our own without relying on others. The Meriden Ark, I think that's how it's pronounced, honestly... Who knows? But that's the name of the planet that this takes place on. Maradon? Maradon? Correct me, please. <laughs> the Maradon arc in the Clone Wars gives us a bunch of good examples of this I really enjoy looking into. The first of these is Anakin's necessity to rely on Ahsoka and Jedi Master Ayla Secura after he's seriously injured in a crash. He's completely incapacitated and would simply not be able to survive if the two and their accompanying clones did not take care of him. What I appreciate about this example of reliance especially is that he has no choice in the matter. Anakin doesn't get the opportunity to resist, and God knows he probably would if he could have. But instead, we are shown simply and outright that sometimes we simply need to rely on others. With reliance often comes a level of implicit trust. We have to trust those we rely on because by relying on them, we are forfeiting our own auspices in exchange for whatever we are being provided. When those we're relying on are not reliable, though, it's really bad. In the story of the giant elk skin, three brothers rely on a stranger to help them feed themselves. The story is that four brothers are rowing down the river when they realize they need to stop to hunt for food. So three of them set off onto the prairie to hunt for some elk. During their search, they come across a strange man who offers to help scare some elk their way, because you know he says that he knows where there's some elk nearby. Before he does, though, he looks at the brother's arrows and tells them, Oh, look, your arrows are worthless. Borrow mine. And so they do, because why would they not? Then the man goes off, and shortly after, an enormous elk comes charging. The brothers shoot, but it turns out the arrows the man gave them were totally useless and dull. So the elk charges him for the brothers and kills them all. After the fourth brother, Guru is worried because his brothers have not come back in too long, he goes searching for them. He encounters the same strange man, but this time he refuses the man's arrow offer. So that way, this time when the elk charges again, the brother, this brother kills the elk. He then realizes that the elk was in fact the man all along and that the elk had killed his brothers. So the remaining brother skins the elk, discovering that it is the largest skin ever once he unfurls it completely. So before this, I mean, he, he's suspicious. He kind of thinks, you know, this is a little weird. Why is he offering me these dull arrows? But um, the brother proceeds to, you know, continue to try and rely on the man and believe that, you know, he'll, he'll come through with the elk. And, well, <laughs> he does. And uh, so the skin is the largest skin ever as, as he unfolds it, unfurls it. And so the skin is now seen in the night sky as a constellation akin to the Greek Cassiopeia. Each star representing a stake used to keep the elk skin pinned down. I always think it's so interesting how different cultures from across the world see the same stars in the sky, shining the brightest, and connect them together, you know, using different stories, but still, it's the same stars, and I just, I, I, I love, I, I just think that's so cool about 
the uh, the stories that people tell about the stars. But anyway, it's an interesting story that also revolves around reliance, but in a totally different way. Like I said before, we all expect anybody we rely on to be reliable. In this story, the mysterious shape-shifting man was totally not reliable, though. The brothers had to rely on him because he was the only one who knew where they would be able to find food nearby, yet they were betrayed by him when he gave them bad arrows. They assumed that this man would do them no harm, and the arrows he was offering were reliable because they assumed he himself was reliable. But in the end, reliance was their demise. It's really crushing, discovering that sometimes strangers who appear to be kind and helpful are entirely not reliable. What do we do with this, though? How do we cope with the realization that we can't rely on everyone? In the Meriden arc, there is a serious reliance conundrum. The inhabitants of the planet the Jedi crashed on have a cultural opposition to conflict. Their leader, Tiwat Ka, refuses to get involved with the ongoings of the Jedi. Yet, they are entirely reliant on him and his people to help Anakin and to get them off the planet. They're the only ones the Jedi can rely on, but they can't rely on him because he refuses to help. On the other hand, when the Separatists come and attack, they need to rely on the Jedi, the, the Lerman that is, the, the natives of the planet. They need to rely on the Jedi to protect them. Lerman are far too primitive, not that being primitive is a bad thing by any means, but they're too primitive to be able to defend themselves against a droid army. Tiwat Kai is the only one there, is there who is willing to just give his life to the pure purity of pacifism. Wag 2, the chief's son, and the rest know they need to rely on the Jedi for their defense. So, there ends up being this lopsided reliance. The Jedi need to rely on somebody who they can't rely on, while the Lerman can't rely on the ones they absolutely could if they wanted to. Or if they would. The Jedi encounter the same unreliability as the brothers in the giant elkskin story. In that myth, the brothers don't know that, don't know that the prairie man is unreliable. The Jedi don't know at first, but they figure out pretty quickly that the Lerman aren't reliable either. I know that eventually Wag 2 and the others join the fight, but them joining doesn't make them joining eventually doesn't make them more reliable. The Jedi and the clones still were under the impression that they could not rely on their help going into battle, and I have no reason to believe they could rely on them again in the future. I don't really know if I 100% know what to make of this, but what I think that the Quileate story is trying to teach is that the only people we can rely on are ourselves. And honestly, that's a big part of the message in these Clone Wars episodes, too. But that's just deeply unsatisfying to me as the final result. I want to feel like I can rely on people other than myself. In fact, I know for certain that I absolutely have to to be able to survive and thrive. But relying on others does come with its costs. I mean, relying on others, as I said before, requires that we sacrifice our own agency and trust somebody or something else to carry us completely. So I think that with both, what both of these stories are really getting at is less about not letting ourselves rely on others, but more about relying on others in spite of the possibility they may not be reliable. If we rely on others regardless of whether we can trust them or not, sometimes they might fail us, like the three brothers who were killed by the elk. And that is truly awful. It is. But had they also relied on their own instincts a little better, like the fourth brother did, they would have slain the elk and been fed for days. Relying on the prairie man wasn't their downfall. Not relying enough on themselves was. But if they never put their reliance on the man in the first place, they never would have had the opportunity to hunt elk in the first place. Same thing with the Jedi. They may not have been able to rely on the Lerman, but they did still come through in the end. 
So by placing their reliance in them, they may not have been secure by any means, but they still got Anakin healed and still got help against the droids. Had they never put any reliance on Lerman, they would have never been able to get that. And so, I guess ultimately, reliance is just a pickle. We need to be able to be willing to rely on others, but we simply can't always. What I think these two stories teach us in the end is that we should always assume reliance and be willing to rely on others, but we also have to be, have the ability to rely on ourselves when the time comes. Not everybody else out there is reliable, and we have to know when to take our agency back and use it. So, you know, assume goodwill first. Assume that people can be relied on until they give us proof that they can't be. I think that that's really the best way to go about things. Because if you never rely on others and you never trust them, you'll never be able to reap the rewards of what could possibly come from it. And, uh, you know, I just think that the risks are worth worth taking when it comes to whether or not we find ourselves willing to rely on others. As long as we're able to rely on others, but also trust in ourselves and rely on ourselves for whatever um, others can't possibly provide us. Of course, this is just my opinion, and I would love to hear yours. Write us your thoughts on today's episodes, themes, and stories at holystarwars at gmail.com, and hit us up on the Twitter at holy underscore star underscore wars. Our website's still under construction because I'm lazy and have not been keeping up on it like I should, but hopefully I will get out of my rut soon and all will be grand. In the meantime, get ready for our next episode where we'll be talking about the first arc of the Kanan comic book series alongside an Indian folktale, The Magic Fiddle, and the theme of hiding. I'm super excited for it and I hope you are too. Thanks for listening.